Guys and girls, welcome back to another episode of the Jungle Fit Members Only Podcast. We're diving into something a little bit different, and that is the fuck-ups robbers made in the fitness world, right? And in life, to be honest, because let's face it, we have all made fuck-ups in life. And whether that's looking back and going, what, what was I thinking there? Did I really need to make that decision? Did I really do that? Did I really have that purchase on Amazon? Now... You are going to, as I go through these, we've got about 13, 14 to get through. Some you're going to be able to relate with, some you might not be, all right? But like I say, I am not don't want to waffle on too long, but um, I always love to dive into these types of things because it gives you a good idea of where I've come from, my background, what it is that I struggle with, um, what you know fuck-ups I have made, and yeah, we'll go from there. So I think the first thing first for me is to find um, finding my why. That was a mistake that I overlooked for a long, long period of time. And that's not necessarily in fitness, but in life for me. Like, I always thought that... Um, I was born slightly different, right? <laughs> Even having the uh, the bright orange hair. I thought working the nine to five, I didn't understand it. I didn't understand why people just live for the weekend and go again. And I really did struggle into the sense of it would get me really anxious. because I'm going, what, what, what is it I'm, I'm doing? Like I'm not, um, I've never seen myself as someone that's just going to work to get to a retirement and then chill out. I've always gone against the grain. That's how I felt. I've always gone against the grain. And things didn't change for me until I started diving into the why a little bit more, understanding who I am, understanding what I want to stand for, why I'm here, why I'm on this planet, right? And that's how that's how detailed I got to. And pretty much what am I doing? Why am I here? Because I don't just want to go through the motions. I see my life is extremely precious and you all should do as well. And how quick does time fly? And it wasn't until I understood the sort of purpose, who I, who I wanted to become. Then things started to slot into place. Like, you know, I'd, I'd always... Um, I'd always wanted to be someone that could live a life on my terms, that I could have that freedom and flexibility to do what I want. Little did I realize it actually meant running a business so that I have got that ability to work my diary around for me. Um, and that is what I would say. If you are someone who is struggling with identifying your why, there's a great book with Simon Sinek, who's the author, and I'm more than happy to um, to, to give it to you or to, to give you the, the link. So let me know if, if you are struggling with that. But again, taking the time to identify why it is that you do want to change in the fitness space and in the in your life space as well. Now, into number two, you don't need to eat, and these will be a little bit sporadic, by the way. You don't need to eat every three hours to get in shape. I always thought it, that was the way it had to be. Um, can't eat past nine o'clock because it will fuck up your metabolism. All these types of myths. It's just a load of crap. All right. You need to just look at your, your weekly windows, your eating windows and go, I can eat at this time, this time, this time. Or I can only eat two meals a day. Whatever it's going to be, that is fine. All right. Unless you are a pro bodybuilder, you do not need to be eating every three, every three hours. Right. It just doesn't. You're still going to be able to grow muscle. You're still going to be able to burn body fat, even if you are eating at nine o'clock in the evening. Uh, into number three, training more equals more results. Now, you can get away with it when you're younger, um, but the majority of, of my group, you guys and girls, are slightly older, over 30, which means we need to recover just as hard as we need to train, all right? Now, training, weight training, two, three times a week is plenty. So many people think you need to do more. When you think about it, what are we actually doing? Like my, one of my big things to do with Jungle Fit is that you can perform extremely well. Now, in order to do that, you need to hit your muscle groups. You need to, as we say, progressively overload. Lisa will laugh at that one. Um, recover and go again. Now, if you are training five, six times a week and hitting the same muscle groups, you are not recovering. You are going to go into the gym. You're going to be feeling weak as piss. So therefore, it makes sense because our recovery gets slower as we get older to bring it down, to work on more muscle groups, and to recover as hard as you train, all right? Moving in perfectly to number four, and that is you are only as strong as your weakest muscle group, 
only as strong as your weakest muscle group. So if there is a particular muscle that you feel or area that is lagging, it's important to make sure that you are strengthening it outside of the studio, outside of your programming. Right? There isn't, you have to do the work yourself as well. If there's a certain area that you feel is lagging and it's causing you a little bit of chip, like this is the reason that we hit big compound movements because we want the whole body to be um, as strong. And I appreciate we're always going to have slightly weaker muscles. It's like when you train your right arm to your left arm, there's always going to be a slight lag. But the aim of the game is to try and bring up those lagging muscle groups because we don't want that to lead to injury. Into number five, value your energy. I definitely have valued this as I've got older. Um, just because I think there's more to think about. As we're when we're younger, we have nothing to think about, do we? We can literally just do what we want. But for me personally, um, running a business when I was playing football, um, having a relationship, all these types of things, you want everything to go extremely well. My energy was down the toilet. And sometimes it does take a step, you have to have a step back and go, where is it going? All right, what was it I was doing? I um, said this on the post yesterday, funny enough, that just take a step back and look at, if you are someone who's struggling with your energy, what is it at a particular moment in time that you are feeling at your best? What it is that you were doing there? And for me, usually it's eating, eating well, um, limiting my alcohol intake because I'm terrible with it and getting a real negative headspace um, and sleeping well, those three things. Now, if you if sleeping for a lot of people in this group is a luxury because of having young kids, a great thing you can do is cut out processed food, all right, because of leading to inflammation anyway, it's just going to be making you feel better, cutting out sugar, all right? I promise you, if you did those two things this week, you'll be feeling 10 times better. Just cutting out processed shit, not literally processed shit, but cutting out processed foods and limiting your sugar. And I guarantee you now you'll be feeling 10 times better. Into number six, and that is training compound movements and glutes more. So many people struggle with their lower back because they've got inactive glutes and hamstrings. Those two muscle groups do not get used, particularly because we sat down quite a bit. We sat down more than what we think. If you want to challenge me on that, challenge me on that. And that is going to lead to weaker muscles that just do not get used. So the, the body itself, excuse me, um, is complex, right? The muscle groups all intertwine together. So while some people think that they've got a bad, um, a bad lower back, if your hamstrings are tight, if your glutes are weak, if your hip flexors are weak, they're going to put on certain muscle groups. And that is what can be leading to lower back problems. So a big thing for me was when I started to hit big compound movements properly and take them seriously and training glutes more. That is your deadlifts, your squats, your walking lunges, your split squats, all those types of things. Then my lower back was improved from there. And also not just that, is actually to train the lower back because it is a muscle, the spinal rectus, they are muscles that run up the body. You think about it as well. So um, when, when someone says to me, oh, my lower back hurts. Well, if you've trained it, it's like any other muscle group that needs to be trained. So there, sometimes there is going to be an ache. So it's important to make sure that we're training these big compound movements so that we can get a nice, healthy back. Now into number seven, that is to train for everything. All right, I so often used to just go, Oh, I just want to be um, just football. That's what I'm going to focus on. Or, okay, I want to look good. So all I'm going to focus on is, is weight training. And little did I realize that it's so important. to. And the three things that I want you to look at is your engine. So that is your aerobic stuff, your fitness, your strength, how strong you are with weight training and your flexibility. These three things that we need to bring up all together. So often than not, we, we let one slip. For a lot of people, it's flexibility. They don't work on it. You know, they can't touch their toes. But we need to be able to work on these things as well and create an even, like, I don't know about you personally, but for me, 
I want to be good in all three areas. I want to have um, a good aerobic base. I want to be able to just run 5K without getting out of breath. I want to be able to um, squat my body weight. I want to be able to deadlift 1.5 times my body weight. All these types of things. I want to be able to bench press the world. But equally, I want to be able to touch my toes. I want to work on my flexibility. Now, for that for me is my biggest weakness. And I'm fully aware of it. And I continue to sort of work on it on week to week. But it's just important to highlight it, all right? Um, on to number eight, and that is to plan your day or your week in advance, please. I reiterate it all the time. I get everyone is busy, but it only takes 10 minutes. Every Sunday, I don't, I'm not gonna say every Sunday because actually I do miss them from time to time and I'm not gonna sit here and bullshit you, but I feel so much better when I plan out my week in advance. And it doesn't take long to go, what am I having for dinner? What days am I doing my workouts? What are my expectations for this week? And it's just clarity in your head that you get. And if you're trying to make it up on the day, you can't blame yourself for, for choosing the easy way out. Now on to number nine, and that is to be open-minded, not fixed-minded. This is something that I struggled with for so long because I suppose looking back at it, it was getting hit with, not necessarily diagnosed, but just being told that I had dyslexia. And I was like, right, that's it. Cool. Don't have to try anymore. That's where I'm born with it. Screw it. I can't count to 10. That's the end of the world. But I used to think certain things were how they were, right? I was never going to amount to anything. And this isn't old pity, you know, poor old Rob, but this is the, the work that I've needed to do on my own mindsets, but make sure that I am open to everything. You know, when someone speaks to me or has an opinion on something, I don't go, no, they're wrong. It's it's my way. When you guys um, speak in the studio or you speak to me on WhatsApp or whatever, I'm never judgy. It's just interesting to hear uh, people's beliefs and their ways of thinking and, that's how we all need to be and just be open to change. I think so often than not, if we have that fixed mindset of I'm never going to be able to change, that's what we need to work on. All right. So just going into things, just to be a little bit more open-minded, which is something that I used to struggle with. Um, number 10 is to be responsive and less reactive, right? And uh, we all struggle with our emotions from time to time. And that's where it can lead to the binge eating. That's where it can lead to making poor decisions. And I look back and again, I'm completely transparent with, with everything. I've made business business decisions over years that, one, I haven't been proud of, two, um, have been not necessarily a failure, but I look at it with my boot camp that was really, really popular, which was great, but I was burning myself out trying to do too much. And rather than consult someone, take a minute, speak to people, I was like, no, that's it. No, I'm, I'm, no, I'm done with boot camp. I, I can't do it. And I look back now and I go, okay, could you not have employed someone? Could you not have got someone in? Could you not have changed things around? Um, but yeah, sometimes in life you make those decisions, right? And I've always learned from that, that actually just to take a step back. So if ever I get something, uh, a letter, an email, a, a WhatsApp or, or whatever it might be, it's just to take a minute and figure out where this has come from. Why am I reacting this way? Why am I annoyed? Why am I stressed? Whatever it might be. Um, so hopefully that helps you. If you feel that you are quite reactive, just take a step back and breathe and allow that minute just to don't respond straight away to whatever it might be. Into number 11, that is to have some daily non-negotiables. It feels so nice to, to get into bed and know that you've ticked off the things that as a minimum that you need to tick off, right? Because you're not always going to get your workouts in. You're not always going to make it into the studio. Um, but if you know that you've done the bare minimum, which might be to average 6,000 steps for the day, to have eaten protein, um, to have got some vegetables in, to have 
had a lovely conversation with your other half, right? All these types of things, then that is enough. All right. So it's just worth knowing what are your daily non-negotiables. Important for me, like I say, mine, mine is movement. Is I'm, I have to get some sort of movement in. I don't have a particular step count, to be completely honest. But as long as I've got my heart rate up um, or either done some strength training, I am happy. Number 12 is to get out of your comfort zone. Something that did I struggle with for quite even after university, like up until probably a couple of years back in terms of being, you know, taking the risks, taking the jumps, doing things that I wouldn't normally do, public speaking, all those types of things. I can promise you now that it it never gets easier. If you're someone that lacks the confidence to get out of your comfort zone, speaking from experience here, it doesn't get easier, but you just have to remind yourself of the things you've done. So for me, like, you know, doing the public speaking with you guys, had a great time at Chai. Um, it's still not easy to even plan and do one now, but it does get, I can fall back on the experience that I've had and know that it actually, it was an incredible evening. I came away with such a buzz and that's what it's all about. So make sure you do push yourself out of your comfort zone. Um, into the next one. And that is to learn from your failures. Like I said, going back over to the bootcamp things and, and all that type of stuff, business decisions, life decisions that you've made. It just how you approach them. I'm not necessarily that I've been taught to, to to fear it but we're never really taught are we to embrace embrace it and what it means and in the studio you're never going to be able to to hit every single pb as much as it's a great to have that focus we're not going to be able to hit it all the time can we learn from it hell yes we can what, what does it teach us there is always a teaching point to be had with failure so never be afraid to do that and it's something that i would definitely tell my younger self um and we'll move on to the last one and that is to strive to be better not to be perfect all right strive to be better not to be perfect remember we always say uh, looking for about 80 percent each week that you do not need to be perfect people that tell themselves that they're a perfectionist you will never ever be happy because you cannot be you cannot be perfect in life you cannot be perfect in your fitness world all right when you lower your expectations that's when happiness is met right Where, when you when you realize that actually you, you've had a shit week but you've still got two sessions in and that was actually your non-negotiable for the week, then you're going to feel 10 times better for it. All right. So I will leave you with that, guys. I'll be interested to hear um, what yours are, what you can relate with. Looking back, what's a failure? What's something that you've looked back on in your fitness journey and learned from? That's going to be the massive one. So I'll leave you with that and catch you on the next podcast.